spin that shit. You are listening to the You Should Watch podcast. But lay it on me, Big Daddy. Wait, People Magazine said. <laughs> what? Time Magazine says, I can't believe this is a show. Wait, and do I have to also watch that shitty documentary? You do have to watch that shitty documentary. Wait, God damn it, Justice, put down those invisible balls. God, now you got a roof, damn it, Justice. Wait, oh, here are your hosts. Wait, Chris and Joe. Wait, Butcher sure didn't do that last week. Alright, so I guess we'll... You, you ready, Chris? You ready, ready? I'm ready. Alright, good, because we started recording. It's episode 16. Episode 16. It's a little... Like I said, we took a couple weeks off, so it feels a little a little different. But uh, what's interesting is now we've matched the original output of the first time we did this with eight episodes. Now we've done eight more. Right. So now we'd never have to do this ever again after today. Yeah, I think this is our, our finale. Yeah. Great. I can just throw my computer into the woods. Yeah, I'm breaking my phone in half right now. Okay. This is going to be a real short episode. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anything uh, Anything new in your life, Chris? It's the last time we recorded? No. Nothing? Nothing. Okay. Um, oh, wait. I had a baby. You did? I did. Did you yourself have it? Is this like a uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger a, situation? It is an Arnold Schwarzenegger situation, yes. Very cool. painful. Nested nothing. Yeah, that's probably, that sounds about right. It is right, yes. I am the leader of this household. So you sat her down. You said, I'm having this baby. Yes. <laughs> Get the one thing straight. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing all the work. Got that. So any, anything else you want to go in about that? Any? Um, took a while. Like 30 hours of labor. Yeah, that, that sounds rough. Yeah. Yeah, it was painful for me. <laughs> So you just stayed the whole time in the hospital, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah, it was real weird because it was very dreamlike. Like, it felt like a dream. You know, for me, dreams are kind of, they normally take a very long time. Right. And then they end very quickly. Uh-huh. That's kind of how it happened because it was 30 hours of labor and in three pushes she was out. Right. So that's what happened. So it was it was very dreamlike and towards the end of it it's kind of a funny story not not funny to Ness but um, <laughs> it was she was like four centimeters dilated mm-hmm. which is not what you need to be right and this was like hours I think she was in labor for 29 hours so this was she was four centimeters or 28 hours so she's yelling at me, Chris, she's coming, she's coming. And I'm like, no, no, she's not. It's, it's, it's no, you're just, you're think, imagining things. You're just yeah. in pain. I'm like, so, you know, just breathe, breathe. And then she's like, no, Chris, she's coming. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then I buzz for the nurse and I'm like, things are bad in here. <laughs> <laughs> so the nurses kind of come running in. 
And they're, they're like looking and feeling around. They're like, okay, she's ready to come out. I'm like, oh shit, good thing I listened. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like she would know. If yeah, yeah, like... yeah. I guess I, I just didn't think you'd go to four to nine and a half centimeters within an hour. Right. Well, I mean, when I was learning to be a doctor, I kind of, I learned about that, so. You were learning to be a doctor? Sure, why not? I'm a doctor now. <laughs> oh, you're, well, I mean, you do work in a doctor's office. I so do, but for me to... there's, there's a lot less rules down here, so I can just be a doctor now. It's a lot yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, that stands to reason. It's not like the 1800s where you just like, you know, all those stories in the dollop, you're like, oh yeah, I'm a doctor now. I mean, the the South is different from the North. Yeah. We will rise again, Chris, I'll tell you that. I bet you will. Um, I was going to ask you, was it like weird? I'm guessing you really couldn't have that many people come visit in the hospital because there's probably No, no one. It was just lockdown. me. Yeah. It was weird because it originally... The rules were kind of changing as I was there. Right. Um, before I got there, the rule was that you couldn't leave. So, like, once I got there, I had to stay there. Right. So that was kind of like that sucked. But when I when I got there, I was I found out I was allowed to leave. Like they relaxed that rule like a week before I got there. Okay. <laughs> and then, as I was there. We were there from Thursday to Sunday, and then I found out the Monday after, like the next Monday, they were allowing more visitors. Uh, so it's like they were changing everything literally as we were there. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. I didn't sleep really from Thursday to Saturday. And I'm guessing you probably haven't slept much <laughs> since. Then. You know, it's weird. I have. Because she's pretty good. That's good. Yeah, it's just like Ness will normally put her to bed and I'll fall asleep first. Uh-huh. And then I'll take care of her through the night sometimes. Ness has been doing that the past few nights. Last night I didn't fall. I woke up at 2.30 to feed her and then I didn't go to sleep until 9. Till Ness got up and right. Ness said, no, she was sleeping fine. Like, cause I didn't want to wake her up and say like, help me. Cause I right. didn't know how much sleep she got before two thirty. Right. So apparently she slept fine. Well, I guess if she's your kid, she might sleep a lot. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she learns from she you. <laughs> she learns from me <laughs> just like my dog. Yes. <laughs> I was just, Thinking the other day, because, you know, it's 4th of July coming up, so I was just wondering, I'm guessing you didn't say this, but do you kind of regret that when your baby was born, you didn't say, welcome to Earth? Um, no. I don't regret that. <laughs> That's good. I'm, I'm very happy with not saying that. <laughs> but are you also somewhat upset that you wasn't born on July yes. 14th? Yes, I am upset about I know what you're going to say, and yes, I am upset she was not born on July 14th. Did you get her a bunny? You know, yeah. She has a lot of bunnies, actually. <laughs> and I, I didn't have to put them back in the box. That's good. Um, yeah. I will be watching Con Air on July 14th. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I just, Are you? Uh, if I remember to. But, I mean, I know I've done oh. it before. Do you own Con Air? Um, I think I own a DVD of it. I don't think I have it on Blu-ray. No, I don't have it on Blu-ray. Oh, I found it. I have it in my hand right now. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, got it right here. You were just holding it this whole time, waiting for this conversation to come out. <laughs> no, I had a like a little uh, case of DVDs next to me, like a little spinny thing that oh. I put excess DVDs in, and I thought it was in there, and it is Pumped Up Action People Magazine, Explosive, The Denver Post, The Denver Post, <laughs> the, the most reputable newspaper there. Yeah, High Energy Action, Siskel and Ebert. I thought maybe you had some kind of like summoning power and you were able to like use your mind control when it just no, flew into your hand. A pure adrenaline, uh, no, I read that wrong. A pure, a pure adrenaline rush, 60 second peer preview. What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> There's 60 seconds in this movie where you get pure adrenaline and that's Yeah, it. I guess they only watched it for 60 seconds. Speaking of good action movies, I did put on uh, Commando yesterday. I was watching that. That's a great fucking movie. Have you never seen that before? Yeah. But I was you just never seen that before? Yes, have I seen have it. seen it before. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. It seems like, I don't know why, it, I don't think it takes place on 4th of July, but it just seems like a real good summer movie. It should, yeah. Because I, I started watching um, The Fourth Die Hard. The other day, because that takes yeah. place on 4th of July, but that wasn't That is fun. an American movie, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it takes place on 4th of July weekend. Oh, does it? Yep. Yeah. I don't care for uh, fireworks and, uh, you know, 4th of July, I don't really know if we had that much of a reason to celebrate this year, you know? <laughs> no, it's different. Well, I was saying it the other way, we should celebrate it more, because this might be one of our last few 4th of Julys. Yeah. <laughs> this country true. might fall yeah. apart soon. Yeah, go out with a bang. It was funny. I was I was outside last night, just uh, with Ness and the baby, and like I I was thinking if you asked like a group of people, why do we celebrate? Like, what's what are we celebrating the independence of? Yeah, and I bet you, at least fifty percent to sixty five percent of people wouldn't know. Yeah, I always I, love seeing the posts on social media, like. Like, say, it was, like, the year 2016. It was, like, happy 2016th birthday, America. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't don't think you know how any of this works. Good Lord. Like, first of all, if you're going by just the land, the land has been here a lot longer than 2016 years. But, but by the country, you know, it's only like, you know, a little over 200 years. Actually, it's almost two. Is it 250 yet? I don't know, math. Uh, I think in six years it'll be 250. Yeah, was it 1776? Yeah, so, yep. So then 20, carry the three. Well, no, it's 2016 years old, Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, now it's 2020 years old. Yeah, it's... it's, Fuck, we're old. It doesn't look a day over 1,050. (laughs) Um, But then I was thinking, like, do you ever read the lyrics to um, Born in the USA, the Bruce Springsteen song? Uh, no. It is not, like, very complimentary of the United States. And that's become one of those songs where it's like... You know, it's always played in, like, the fireworks uh, demonstrations, mm-hmm. along with, like, proud to be an American, like, you know, all yeah. those songs. 
But it's about basically it's about a guy who comes back from Vietnam and whose world uh-huh. is like his world is like completely gone to shit. Like he has nothing at home. Um and about like other people who like went to Vietnam and now have like a wife in Vietnam and kids. Okay. But I mean, that sounds a bit for like, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. But it's just funny how like that song has kind of been co-opted as like, yeah, I was born in the USA. I'm full American, but no one ever took the time to actually read the lyrics. Huh? Cause apparently Ronald Reagan tried to use it during his campaign. And they're like, you did not read the lyrics to the song. That's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any any anything else you want to uh, talk about about your um, busy two weeks before I go into the less non important bullshit that I had? Uh, very importantly, I've been watching rewatching Twin Peaks. Yes. It's good. It is a very good show. Yeah, halfway through the third season. I still don't know how I feel about the third season. Um, I look at the third season as if David Lynch got to go crazy with Twin Peaks. And he did. Yeah. And I'm just, it's, I kind of just, it, like, it's fun. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, no, I don't, it's just like some of the things I did like, but some of them, like I said, when they got very lynchy, like when yeah. Kyle McLaughlin's like floating in black and white for like 40, like 30 minutes. Yeah, that was in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, going through tubes and. Yeah, he went through a lot of tubes. And even the um, stuff with like God of Light, like that even was like. Okay. Oh, I just watched that episode. That might be my favorite episode of the season. Like, God of Light. that wasn't as bad, but there's still parts of that episode where it's like the screen is just shifting for like 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, with, with, um, with the convenience store. Yeah, that yeah. was creepy. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, um, I've been watching uh, The Sopranos. Uh-huh. Lately. And because I had watched it, like, maybe from season five to the end when it was on. But I never uh-huh. wa- watched it from the beginning. And to me, like, it almost has elements of David Lynch, which I was kind of surprised. Yeah, because he gets real weird in it, right? Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, Horses? Like, oh, there, there are dream sequences that are weird. But there's also, like... Um, cause you know, they own a strip club, the Bada Bing. Uh, yeah. And during the first season, every time they go there, like when they first come, like show the club a bunch of times, there's like an establishing, establishing shot of the, like the main room. Uh-huh. And it's always the same, like three dancers standing in the same spot, dancing the same way to the same song. Okay. So it's almost like, you know, that weird, like David Lynch style, like music establishing shot kind of. And like I said, and there are weird dream sequences. So it's like to me, it's almost like if you, well, yeah. But I mean, the style of Sopranos is almost like if you took like Scorsese and mixed it with a little bit of Lynch. So I'm okay. I'm That's really cool. enjoying it. So I just figured I throw that out there. And I caught it. Because I don't. Did you ever watch it? No. I think I you, bought the box set though. I think you would enjoy it. 
Um, I always wanted to watch it. Um, I've watched like the death count videos online just because I oh. wanted to see like how they died and how like gory or like violent the show was. Yeah. Um, and it looks cool. Yeah, I definitely like because you obviously you like the Scorsese movies and obviously you like David Lynch, so I think like I said, it's a marriage. And when um, why am I blanking on his name? The main guy, Tony Soprano. What's his? Name? Oh, James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini is really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen. I've seen with him. He he was very good. Because I saw apparently they're making. They were making a movie. It's like a prequel mm-hmm. to The Sopranos, and his son in real life is playing him as like a teenager. Okay. So, because his son was actually in um, the Deuce that uh, David Simon show. Yes. Yeah. His son was in that. He's he's pretty good. I met. I kept meaning to watch the Deuce. I never got to. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good show. Can you hear that band thing right now? No. Okay. That is that is scrum. Um. All right. So I guess that I think that's all I really wanted to talk. I really just want to talk about the Sopranos. Um. I did also recently finish Deadwood, and Deadwood was also really good. Yeah, my uh, mother-in-law loves Deadwood. Yeah, that's that's another show that I would uh, highly recommend. They like curse a lot in that show, right? They do a lot. Their favorite word is cocksucker. Yeah, but apparently they didn't curse that much at that time. Well, like I I, I heard that's like kind of inaccurate. Really? I mean, obviously, I know they used a lot of racial slurs of all different kinds. Right. Even ones I've but never like, heard of before. Yeah. Or go into some of them. Well, there's one. That was oh, different. really? You're going to do it? <laughs> it's, re- it's really not that because the word itself is actually like we use the word. Okay. Um, but apparently celestial was a term for um, Chinese people. Okay. So celestial that was, beings. Like, uh, well, because apparently, yeah, apparently okay. the China a long time ago used to be known as the cel- Celestial Empire. Uh-huh. So that one doesn't really sound like a bad slur, but they they used it as one. Really? Yeah, but of course they well, used you know they use the regular Chinese ones that we all know. Right. Also, which are what? <laughs> yeah. What? No, it's okay. <laughs> they, well, it, not to go too geeky, but there are there's a Gundam series uh-huh. um, called uh, Gundam Double O, where there is a Gundam uh, team called Celestial Being, huh. who are a, like, they intervene in wars and stuff to try to stop war. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, like, they just, they, they stop war. Like, they don't care who's, like, necessarily good or bad. They right. just, they will end the war. Mm-hmm. And their whole thing was they were trying to end up becoming, like, this um, ultimate enemy for everybody to uh-huh. hate. So they, it would unite the world. Hmm. Interesting, right? It's very interesting. Yeah, Gundam. Yeah, yeah. but in a watch. Remember that song? I do. I still kind of like that song. It's very catchy. I do too. They don't actually say Gundam style. I wish they did. It's well, yeah, it's Gangnam style, right? Gangnam style, which is like a rich part of town right. or something. Yeah. 
Soda y sopa. Soda sopa. Um, yeah, so I guess watch Deadwood. Uh, watch yeah, and Gundam Double O. Watch Gundam Double O. Chris has a new child, so that's amazing. Yeah. Still can't believe you're a father. Yeah, me either. That's fucking crazy. Because I, right? I, I know some of the things you've done, and that's upsetting. Yeah, the amount of people I've killed? <laughs> no, we don't have to talk about that. No, let's do it. I'm ready to confess. <laughs> I was just, the one thing that jumped out of the mind was the time you drank beer from the ice that thing from the hotel. Yeah. I was thinking about that time. Remember when I put the lampshade on my head? Like, as, like, I was thinking about it, I'm like, was that funny? Because I did it as, like, a complete, like, this isn't funny. Right. I think this is going to be funny. <laughs> yeah, either either that or that time, I remember you rolling around your kitchen eating a McChicken. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I don't know, if, I, didn't, I didn't care if that was funny or not. That was just fun for me. Or the time you wanted to make sure that your dogs didn't eat cat food. Well, and they didn't, and they are still alive. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And uh, also that night, I was trying to crawl up the wall like Spider-Man while, <laughs> whilst eating the chicken sandwich. <laughs> and I, I wasn't able to do it. <laughs> maybe maybe someday. <laughs> someday. Weren't you, you were going Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Chris I wasn't is doing Spider-Man. I did not have the wherewithal to do that. Chris is Spider-Man. I'm going to try to be Spider-Man. Yeah, maybe next time if you're here with me doing that, I'll have the power. And then we'll we'll film it, and there'll be the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe if I just have more chicken sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I guess uh, before we go into our movies, we'll talk about uh, the fact that we're going to maybe have a, a little bit of a um, format change of the show. Yeah, and I think we just did it. Yeah, uh, this is well for now. This might be, I mean, it, it may come back the idea of recommending movies, but I think it's just going to kind of be, you know, what we're doing now for maybe forty to an hour. You know, I think we can still recommend movies from time to time, but we don't need to like have each other watch them. Yeah, that, I mean, we can keep it, like I said, the name you should watch, and just at the end be like, you should watch. I mean, I already said Sopranos and Deadwood, so I already meet, met my quota yeah. twice. I said Gundam Double O. Yeah, so we don't, we don't have to do this. <laughs> I mean, I could list a bunch of shit, motherfucker. I mean, you should watch uh, El Topo. You should watch uh, Cabin... Nah, don't watch Cabin Fever. Um, you should watch... Uh, I don't know, don't watch that. What was that first one you said, El Topo? Yeah, El Topo. What's that about? That's um, a very fucking weird, acidy Western movie from Alejandro, I can't pronounce his name, Jodorowsky. It's a, he ended up doing a movie called The Holy Mountain, which I think was also produced by the Beatles. But it's a very weird movie. He also has like, some weird rape allegations towards him during this. I think it's this movie uh-huh. or another movie, but I don't know if they're true. But it, it's all very weird. But this movie's very fucking weird. It's about this like uh, 
this cowboy who rides around with this naked little boy. Okay, yeah, this is going weird places. <laughs> yeah, but he, like, kills all these people, and it's kind of like, um, have you ever heard, heard of um, Lone Wolf and Cubs? No. It's, um, I think originally it was the original movie's uh, Shogun Assassin, and then they made... It's either one came first or vice versa. I don't remember which came first. Uh, mm-hmm. So Shogun Assassin is the movie and Lone Wolf and Cub was the show. It's about this uh, Shogun warrior who travels around with his son in like this cart. And um, he like fights all these people while his son's like in this cart. You remember um, Hawk, uh, Hawk and Chip? Yeah, from Bob's Burgers. That's what yeah. it's based on. Okay. Can the son not walk? Is it like a Bran Stark situation? That's why he's in a cart? No, he's just a baby. Oh, he's a baby. Well, like, he's an actual baby, or he's just, like, a baby and doesn't want to walk? Yeah, he's just one of those lazy babies. (laughs) No, I mean, like, he's, like, a legit baby, or just, like, you know, like, just a... Like, he's, like, a 13-year-old boy who's just a baby. He doesn't want to walk. Like a pussy? (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) No, he's an actual, like, two-year-old, one-year-old baby. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, because when you said that, what, what was the this El? What was it? El El, El Topo. El Topo. Because I thought you were talking about there's this movie I heard of. It was on, um, I think Doug Loves Movies. They talked about it in like two different episodes recently. It's called Tampopo. It's not that. Did you ever hear of that movie? Uh. Uh-uh. Apparently, it's really well rated. It's a Japanese movie from 1985. It's like a like a weird comedy. Okay. Um, and it's called, it's about two Japanese milk truck drivers help a restaurant owner learn how to cook great noodles. Okay. And apparently, like, I think it's like kind of like a modern Western and they kind of really? refer to it as a uh, ramen Western <laughs> instead of speaking. Okay. That's funny. Uh, it's, it's a Criterion movie. I see it's on the Criterion collection website. Okay. That sounds about right. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I never watched it, but I don't know. I've heard it was good. So, if anyone wants to watch Tampopo, check that out. Yeah. Wow, we're doing this in overdrive. Yeah, I think we just covered like most of our next like several episodes. Yeah, so we don't even have to. We can just. And we can end right now. Yeah. All right, I'm going to break my other phone that I used. <laughs> Alright, so I guess we'll go into the movies we watched for the final time. Mm-hmm. For now. Like I said, who knows? For now. This is a very loose uh, operation we got here. Yeah. So I think you... Fly by night. You go first this week, and you had to watch Knives Out. Yep. Um, and according to Google, the circumstances surrounding the death of a crime novelist, Harlan Thromby, are mysterious. But there's one thing that renowned detective Benoit Blanc knows for sure. Everyone in the wily, dysfunctional Thromby family is a suspect. Now Blanc must shift through a web of lies and red herrings to uncover the truth. Yeah. So I watched this a while ago. Uh-huh. Um, I have all my notes. I'm going to try to remember what they mean. Gotcha. So, because I think um, you watched this before your daughter was born, right? So, it's yes, a, a so world this is about since. three weeks ago. I watched this, and a lot has changed. <laughs> and I have since. had a lot of life altering things happen. 
Um, the first thing I wrote is Knives Out sounds like a shitty hardcore band name for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely one of those bands that like always has to shout their name in all their songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do a lot of spin kicks. Um, so I started writing notes and then I'm like, oh, fuck, I guess I should like write what this movie's about. So I did investigating the deaths of Harlan Thrombey's death slash suicide, um, which you talked about already. Um, I found, uh, Daniel Craig's accent, like kind of, uh, I don't know, what's the term, distracting in the Mm -hmm. beginning. And then I kind of, kind of grew on me. Uh, that was that was like kind of a critique I heard like multiple times throughout like from different people. What did you think? Um, I'm trying to remember because I I watched it maybe a week before you did. So okay. Um, yeah, I remember it being kind of annoying, but it didn't it didn't really bother me. Like I okay. Don't know. Um, I really like the score. For the movie, there's like a lot of jazzy interludes and stuff that are kind of fun. I like jazz, mm-hmm. so I found those kind of fun. All the um, the interviews with the family, yeah, I really liked. Um, the movie's very uh, like who done it, yeah. um, and I like those kind of movies. I don't really watch them too much, but when I see them, I I do enjoy them a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, you find out that uh, I forget her name, um, Anna de Arms. I can't remember her name in the movie. Anna de um, Arms. I like that. What's her name? I don't remember. Marta like, you know Cabrera. What did you say? What? Marta Cabrera? Yeah, yeah, her. Do you know how to pronounce her actual name? I think it's Ana de Armas. Okay, I'm going to say Ana de Arms. <laughs> Anna the Arms? <laughs> yeah, Anna de Arms. No, you just um, Anna the Arms, because de, like, de means the in Spanish. So just yeah, just say, let's go Anna the Arms. She's Anna the Arms. <laughs> um, you find out that she can't lie like uh-huh. she pukes yeah, if she, she lies yeah. that, there's like a lot of good little bits with that yeah um uh they they, they do the movie kind of got confusing at points because I couldn't tell if they were doing flashbacks or if they actually were doing like uh they had like not a party but it was like a, a family get together after mm-hmm the funeral and I wasn't sure when that was happening but it right. was after the uh, father's death and then they had like this vague Trump talk yeah. where they pull over Anna the Arms yeah. and they're talking to her about like uh, illegals coming over and her mother's uh, an illegal immigrant right. and that's like a whole plot story yeah. and I'm like ooh this is super fucking uncomfortable <laughs> um, so I mean there's a lot of shit that happens they're trying to figure out who kill them and then the family's kind of fighting over who gets the father's fortune because he's super crazy fucking rich right um out of the arms is the nurse to uh harlan thromby and you eventually find out that she gives him the incorrect medication wink 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 right yeah she Um, she does yeah what i would say she thinks she gives him the incorrect medication right Spoiler alert, she doesn't. She yeah. gave him the right medication that comes up later. Yeah. Um, so the mystery is kind of solved, like, in a little bit. Yeah. You think that 
Har- you kind of find out fairly early on that Harlan Thrombey did actually kill himself. Yeah. Um, and then I, I wrote Mystery Solved, Anna did it. <laughs> and and I was kind of like, for a little bit, I'm like, well, I don't care about this anymore. Right. And it was really just about them not finding out that she did it. And then I was, I, I don't know, like there's this whole thing with um, the cops and uh, Daniel Craig, like with her, like walking through the woods and like looking at the videotapes. Yeah, of her leaving that night and her trying to destroy the videotape. Yeah, I love the um, uh, dog with the the piece of wood from the like the trellis. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of good like <laughs> shtick with that, where like she throws the wood and the dog keeps coming back with the wood. Yeah, like there's a lot of good comedy in the movie, which I I think I probably like the most. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Once that was solved, I kind of lost interest in the movie. Um. But then, I don't know, I started, like, fucking notes. Um, where is it? Okay, so, I think at this point, Chris Evans kind of shows up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I really like Chris Evans, even though he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, the biggest piece of shit in the movie. Right. Um, the best line I have here, Chris Evans, I think it was great. Thank you. Best line thing. Oh, <laughs> when... Like, you find out that, I think this is when they have the will reading, right? Um, yeah, because Chris Evans shows up. Um, yeah, that's when he, he shows up for the will reading, yeah. Yeah. And then, at, like, Anna the Arms finds out that she's left all the money, and the family's kind of freaking out, and they're kind of bombarding her, like, why is this happening? Like, we can help you, this, that, and the other. And then yeah. Chris Evans says... Something like, I think this is the best thing that can happen to all of you. Yeah. Because that's what they said to him when they found out he was cut out of the will. Yeah. Um, so he kind of tricks her by giving her, like, a ton of beans to, like, eat. And then he asks her, like, what actually happened to his grandfather. Yeah. Because he knew about her puking. Right. And she confesses to him. <coughs> and... um he gets a call from like I think it's Harlan Thrombey's granddaughter and she was like in cahoots with the rest of the family trying to get more money because um, I guess she learned that she wouldn't be able to go back to her school or something like that yeah yeah the whole family's kind of real pieces of shit yeah there wasn't really a good well they, I wish they kind of talked more about the kid from um, was he from Stranger Things no, I don't think so. You mean the, he was uh, Michael Shannon's son? Yeah, what is he from? I don't know what he's from, but his, his storyline is pretty funny because he was just kind of like an alt-right like, teenager. Yeah, <laughs> I wish they kind of talked more about that because you're just supposed to take that at like face value. Yeah. Like, how did I know that he was an actual... Like, I wish they kind of showed him like on like fucking Stormfront or something. Yeah, because what is... Website. The other granddaughter says something like, don't you have to go make fun of like immigrants or... Yeah. Something on like, Twitter. Yeah, you, there was nothing to, like, base that on. Like, you were just supposed to take everyone's side uh, with that. The and way everybody he, was a piece of shit anyway. The way he dressed, he looked kind of proud boy. He did look proud boy yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, something that also kind of confused me is that once she got all this money, wouldn't that bring a lot of attention to her mom, who's an illegal immigrant? Um... I don't, I don't think so. 
No, because I mean, like, I mean, maybe like if the family hires like private detectives and part of a lawsuit to get them try to get the money back, mm-hmm. they could use that as. And I mean, they kind of did use it as a threat. Like, didn't uh, like when she receives that letter, like didn't she like I know about your mom or or no, it was I know mm-hmm. about the medication or something. Weren't they also kind of threatening the mom, too? Like, didn't Chris Evans threaten the mom? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. For some reason, I I thought, like, once she got all this money, like, that would immediately bring attention to her mom, like, not being an American citizen. I don't know why. Uh Um, So, I think at this point, Michael Michael Shannon visits her. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and I thought he switched sides with his cane. <laughs> he did the Costanza. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I thought he did. Also, I, I forget where I had it written at the end because I thought about this after I watched it. Michael Shannon can't not be imita- um, intimidating. Yeah. Because he, tra- he he's, tries to play kind of like a wimpy guy in this. Yeah. He just can't. Yeah, it's the eyes. It's definitely the face. It's it's the everything. Yeah. He's he's just not like a a non threatening human. He's yeah. just always gonna be scary. Um where was I? Um So I think this is the point where they're kinda her and Chris Evans kinda team up a little bit and they're getting this they got an email saying to meet them at a certain spot and they got this. It gets a little convoluted at this point. They got this um, toxicology report saying something like, "I know what you did." Right. And they go to the. I think it was the medical lab, <coughs> and it was burnt down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Blanc slash Daniel Craig. I don't know. I just remembered Blanc now. <laughs> um, Daniel Craig sees her and Chris Evans. And they do, like, the slowest police chase in the world. Right. And they end up catching up with them. And they think that Chris Evans, like, kind of put her up to it. So they end up arresting Chris Evans. Uh, Daniel Craig and her start riding around. And she's, I think, before, like, she, um, before they take Chris Evans or whatever, she pukes in her cup of drink or whatever she had yeah so i thought wouldn't he smell that because <laughs> he's riding in the car with her wouldn't he smell a cup of puke yeah unless maybe i don't know maybe it was more just spit up and it just didn't have much smell okay because that that i when he's like in the car and she goes to meet up with the person that when i was in the email uh-huh. i'm thinking the whole time oh he's gonna smell that puke he did not Unless he has a uh, Dewey Cox situation going on. Could be. Could be. He uh, is from the South. Yeah. Quick, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, tangent. I rewatched um, The Nice Guys. No, oh, I like that movie. I forgot there was the plot point that Ryan Gosling's character also didn't have a sense of smell. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. We, I think we must have, like, looked at each other in the theater. <laughs> Because that's why the house burned down, because, like, he didn't smell the, like, the gas leak or something. Uh-huh. Uh, so, just quick tangent, I just... And a good one. I guess... I, I feel like we looked at each other, like, I've got no fucking sense of smell. Probably. 
Um, I forget. So there, there was this housekeeper. I think she was who, who was in this uh, kind of abandoned room who you thought was like blackmailing Anna, Anna the arms. Yeah. But she, spoiler alert, was actually blackmailing Chris Evans. Um, but the way she was saying it, it I don't know, it, I didn't really buy it. She was saying, get, I forget what exactly what she said. It was like, get Hugh, but, uh, and her, they called uh, Chris Evans Hugh, or he wanted to be called Hugh. Yeah, I, yeah, that was, I, that was one part of the movie. I'm like, okay, that's a little bit of a... Yeah, that's, like, why would she be so mad at Anne of the Arms? yeah. So I, I don't know. I kind of didn't buy that. Um, well, yeah, I was just saying that was just like a weird, like I wasn't saying get you. I was saying get you. You and I said it really mad at you. Yeah, but I wasn't saying you. I said you. I was saying who learns. Yeah. Um, I forget when he said it. I don't remember if they went back to the house because um, they're at the hospital with the housekeeper. And this is where Under the Arms tells uh, uh, what uh, Daniel Craig everything that happened. Um, So she tells him everything. And I don't remember how he knew that the toxicology report was in that, like, secret area where they hid the pot. Was it, did, like, the maid know that or she say something? There was a part earlier in the movie where um, I think it was after the death when they were like in the house, they were looking for um, it was the the maid, uh, the out of the arms, and the granddaughter, and they were looking for weed. And like, oh, she has it in her stash or something, and then they went to like that spot in the house and like, oh, this is where your stash is. Okay, and I think even like maybe something that the housekeeper said something about like. Uh, something about it's in the stash when she was dying or something like that. Yeah, that's what I thought I remembered. Yeah. Some, something about a stash. And then that's when she made the connection that, oh yeah, that's her stash. That's probably where it is. <laughs> right. So Craig sees the toxicology report as she's about to confess to the family. Right. And it, I don't, I don't, I forget if you see it or not, but it says that there was no, uh, whatever the drug she right. thought she injected him with yeah. was in his blood at the time. Right. So he like says to the family, "You've uh, wrongly accused this woman. She deserves every cent." Um, and I, he kind of, I, he brings her into another room along with the other cops, explaining everything. This is where the movie kind of hits like its crescendo. Yeah. And I forget if this is where he says, uh, "Knives out." <laughs> Do you remember? <sighs> Because no. he says the name of the movie, and I said, Knives Out, he said it. <laughs> it's a real Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't really remember that happening, but... I, I, I couldn't remember what... Do you remember him saying it, though? No, not really. Okay, because he, he says the movie, and I'm like, oh, shit, he said it, he said it. <laughs> um, the the way they they did the ending and like explained everything was pretty rad. I, li- I like that. Yeah. Um, how quick, uh, Chris Evans switched out the vials and everything was pretty cool. Um, the the part where you she gets the call from the hospital saying that she's fine, and like she lets Chris Evans hear that, and Chris Evans kind of admits to like doing everything, 
Yeah. And then she pukes on Chris Evans, saying, I lied, she's dead. Right. So Chris Evans did, like, admits to killing her now. Yeah. Um, where was and that I? was the housekeeper, right, you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Um, I did. Did you think that he was killed her with the fake knife? Did you remember the fake knife? Yeah, I did remember someone saying, like, they probably wouldn't even know the difference between a real knife and a stage knife. Because I think that's right. what the grandfather says that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So was, I, when he hit her with it, I'm like, oh, I, I, I watched this with Nessa at the time, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that, that, that's a fake knife. And yeah. I was right. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the Rolling Stones at the end. thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, and the shot of her, like, standing above the family at, like, the the balcony thing and her with the cup of coffee. What I forget exactly what it says. It's I my house, my coffee, my rules. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, Thrombie's cup. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. And then, um, uh, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I'd, I'd heard, um, I'd heard mixed things yeah, about this movie. It's weird. I thought it was going to be a little bit more. Not, I don't know if serious is the right word, but I <clears> thought they like the people themselves were going to be more like serious characters, <clears> which I was kind of happy like because like um, like they're all kind of idiots, really. Like I thought yeah. they were going to be more like uptight, you know. No, because what's um, what's his name? The Miami Vice, Don Johnson. Oh, uh, fuck! I just had it in my head. Uh, Isn't it Don Johnson? Is that his name? Don Johnson. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah, he actually really made a resurgence, didn't he? Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff with it because he was in Watchmen, and I'm trying to think. He's been in a few movies. Yeah, he was in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? He was, uh, wasn't he? Things Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wasn't yes, he, yes, he was. He yes. was like the rich guy when uh, when he was get when Leo was guesting on that show or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's what else? I saw him in something else too. Uh, um, fuck, what else was he in? Oh no, he's not. No. It's weird. He plays a lot of racist people too. Yeah, he might have been in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I think I'm thinking of Django because he's the one of the first slaveholders that they go to in Django. Was he really? Why does he play racist people so much? I don't know, because he's the one when, um, remember in Django when they go to look for the Brittle Brothers? That's like I the didn't first. see Django, really. Oh, you didn't? No. Is so it worth it? Yo, yeah, I, the first time I saw it, I didn't really care for it, but when I watched it a second time, I liked it a lot more. Okay. I've only seen, like, the big shootout at the end. Yeah. But no, it's definitely, same thing, like, I rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again recently. And, like, I thought the first time, like, I liked it, but the second time, I, I, you know, enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, I loved it the first time I saw it. I just never bought it. Yeah. But, um, let's see, was he in? Now I want to. Let's look up some Don, some Donny Johns. Oh, uh, you know what we should have done? We should have done another app, Joe. Hmm. Why is that? Because if this is like one of our last uh, things. All right. This ad is brought. To, this episode is brought to you by Don Johnson. <laughs> the super racist in movies. He was in Watchmen, Knives Out. It does not look like he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I guess I'm just thinking of uh, Django Unchained. You think he'd be like, guys? I don't want to play racist in movies anymore. He was in Eastbound and Down. He was. Um, was he racist in that too? He was Kenny Powers' father, I believe, wasn't he? Was he racist? I 
It might have been. Because he was, like, living in Mexico. No. I remember he, Kenny Powers did. I remember his father was. His father, his name in the show was Eduardo Sanchez. (laughs) (laughs) But, um. uh, What were we talking about? But, um. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ending of Knives That Was Good, like I said, with when she's holding the mug. And it almost seemed like Jamie Lee Curtis kind of like. Like almost like got was okay with the fact that she was getting all the yeah, money. Yeah, I, I actually kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis in this. Yeah, she was like the only person I was kind of like, all right, like she, I don't know, the only family member I was okay with. Yeah, because it almost seemed like she's like, okay, we can try to figure it out. Like we probably don't deserve this money. Yeah, and especially when she finds out her husband was cheating on her. Yeah, um, and the other thing I was gonna say is the housekeeper um, is played by Edie Patterson. That's the actress's name yeah what is she from i've she, seen her and shit she was in vice principles didn't see it and she was in um righteous gemstones okay didn't see that i i knew she was in things but she's I guess in I didn't a, see but she in both those shows she's amazing and that's another uh another you should watch you, everyone should watch vice principles and uh righteous gemstones they're really funny right Yes. Mm-hmm. Gemstones, especially. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Vice Principals was good too. Let me see. I know she was in something else that I feel like you would have seen. Because she's kind of been in a bunch of stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the uh, IMDb. This episode is really brought to you by IMDb. Yeah, this is IMDb Corner. Edie Patterson. She was in. Oh, did you see the last OG, the Tracy Morgan show? That was pretty good. I didn't watch that show. Did you see Helen Keller vs. Nightwolves? <laughs> no, I did not see that. Right, I don't know if she. I was... want to see that. She was in an episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. Okay. She played Vet's wife. Cool. Any of these ringing a bell? I know of them. Alright, so uh, anything yeah. else you have to say about Knives Out? Or should we switch over to what I had to watch? I think I'm think I'm that dumb done. Alright, so I had to watch this week from 2010, I Saw the Devil. And according to Google, on a dark road, taxi driver, Kyung Kyo, comes across a scared female motorist stranded in a broken down vehicle. He pulls over, but not to help her. When the woman's head is discovered in the local river, her devastated fiancé, Kim Soo Hyun, a trained secret agent, becomes obsessed with hunting down her killer. Once he finds Kyung Chul, things get twisted. After brutally beating the murderer, Kim lets him go free, and a demented game of cat and mouse begins. Can you see why I picked this movie? Yes, because once again, <laughs> it fits into <laughs> Chris Likes' revenge movies. Um, I did something okay, a little bit. So you had something to say about this. Oh, yeah. Thing. Well, we can do that first. So, um, like I said, when you first had picked this movie, when you said it was commercials, it was on, like, I think, Crackle. I, thought, I think that's how I ended up watching it. 
crackle. Yeah, and I'm like, because we already went over the whole Dahmer thing last week that had, or last time that had commercials, and that just wasn't a fun experience of a movie anyway, and that made it worse with commercials. Right. So I was looking around, and I was like, I Googled it, and it came up, and it said Shutter.com. I'm like, oh, okay. So I clicked on the page, and it took me to a page on Shutter's website that says, I saw the devil, and it had a thing, click, play, movie. So I'm like, okay, when I come to around watching the movie, I'm going to do a, because I saw you can do a free seven-day trial for Shudder. Right. So, ah. so, so then I went to go do the seven-day trial, and of course I was, the Roku that was on my TV wasn't on my TV, so I had to go find it. And right. then when I found the Roku... Because um, I know you said Shutter's not on PlayStation, because that's really what my I have on my TV for like my apps right. and stuff, and like it's not built into my TV, which I use like like Netflix and stuff on my TV. Right. So I went to so go. Yeah. So I went and got found my Roku, hooked it up, and then the batteries in the remote were dead. So then I had to go <laughs> get batteries for the remote. So then I download the Shutter app. I create my free trial. This was I think, Thursday night when I started this. And then, so I get the app, it's open and running, and I go search, and I'm like, I saw the, and it's like five results, none of which are I saw the devil. So I'm like, okay, this is great. So then I went back to the, like, I went back to the page I'd saw before, and I came back up, still shutter.com on their, like, the desktop website on my laptop. And it said, click to play now, and you click on it, and it says, watch this in the app. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I downloaded the app on my phone. I did it. And then when it says, it just takes you to the app, and it's not there. So I guess apparently at one time, I saw the devil was on Shutter. It was, yeah. But it's not currently on Shutter. But according to their website, it still looks like it's on Shutter. Huh. So then. I thought it was there. It's not. That sucks. It's not in the app. So then, 30 minutes after creating my free Shutter subscription, I canceled it. Because <laughs> that was the only reason why I didn't want Because I had to sign up, I think, to get it. It was like a one-time payment for a year of like $56. So I'm like, I am not letting – I'm not missing like – my cancel point because I'm not paying fifty six dollars for this. Right, right. It's a good app. it's a good service though. Yeah, so then I canceled it, so I still have access to it for four more days, but it's it's like shut off did not automatically renew. Right. But it was funny because when I canceled it, it's like, oh, we're sorry that you're going. We we would like to interest you in a thirty day free trial. Would this make you want to stay? <laughs> And I'm like, no, I, I'm really, I'm still good. Thank you. So then I canceled it and watched it on Crackle. And right, I started right. it Thursday night, and I think I ended up finishing it Friday or Saturday morning. I don't remember. But right. the shitty thing about Crackle is there's a commercial break, I want to say, every 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, no. That are like the the commercial. It's like two minutes of commercials. Oh, no. And for whatever reason, I always felt like it skipped forward like 
two or three seconds when it returned from a commercial. Okay. So, like, I feel like it never kind of picked up for where it left off before it went to uh-huh. commercial. So I'm sure I probably missed maybe some stuff. <laughs> so it took me, and I'm just happy that I was able to fast forward to where I, like, left off from the night before. Because I'm like, right. if I have to sit through this first 50 minutes of this movie again for the commercials, I'm going to be real upset. <laughs> because it didn't save my place. I had to literally, because Crackle, I guess, doesn't <laughs> save your place. That sucks. Oh, sorry. So, I mean, I'm sure I maybe would have liked this movie more if I could watch it in a more you know linear fashion. Right, right. <laughs> Like a movie, right? But um, what I was gonna say before is I did something a little. Different. I didn't take any notes. I just kind of watched it. Okay. And wanted to see, like, you know, maybe we'll just kind of. I'll just go off what I have in my head. Like instead of like worrying about taking like a note every minute, like I'll just you know sit and experience the movie. Right, and we'll talk about what commercials you saw. Right, <laughs> but it was like always. I would get up and leave the room for during the commercials. <laughs> I'm like, I have two minutes. Let me go get something to drink or something. It must have been nice to have that little freedom, though. Yeah, but it was. I felt like it was always the same commercial. Commercial. Ah, what was it for? Uh, I don't even remember. Some, somehow they were able to get local commercials in because there was some for uh, Ori County, which is the county I live in, or Conway, which is the town over. So somehow they're able, I guess, get my location and put local commercials in. But cool. um, yeah, so um, hmm. what you think? So I mean, obviously, the movie was really well made. Like I thought it was shot yeah. really well, and yes. obviously the gore was very graphic and very um, like they didn't shy away from not showing stuff. Yeah, very Chris approved. Um, the one thing I I thought the story itself was a little weak. Yeah, it's it's a pretty like standard revenge plot. Yeah, because I mean, like you don't really learn that much about these characters. Like you just like, well, obviously this guy's just fucked up and likes killing yeah. people, and he has a yeah. friend who I guess also is I guess they're like a serial killer group or something like that. Wait, what? I said that that friend that you meet like halfway through the movie, loose on the term friend who's just he's a cannibal apparently. Yeah, that that's something I was always kind of confused with with this movie. It's like they knew each other, but I don't know if they. It's like they knew of him. It wasn't like they were old friends. I thought. Well, they mentioned something like they met like years ago in some kind of like revolutionary group or something like that. Yeah, that's right. There was like some kind of war or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. But um, but but it's weird. Like that was something that always confused me with that with that dynamic. Was I wasn't sure if they knew each other. I wasn't sure if they he just knew of his. Um, like they literally knew each other. I wasn't sure if they just knew of his uh, mythos or whatever. Right. But uh, I mean, I forgot about the the revolutionary thing. Um, but go on. But yeah, so just I guess basic story is, you know, you learn it's a woman in a car. She got like a flat tire. And she's on the side of the road and she's talking to. I'm guessing it's. I don't know if they were married or if it's like fiance or husband. And he's like, I thought it was going to be like Korean Taken because he kind of looked like he was in like 
I guess yeah, he was, yeah. Like, was he like a special agent or he was like a yeah, security detail? Yeah, he was detail uh, like an agent for the government, I believe. And um, like you see, like she's talking to him like, oh, I have a flat tire. There's this guy here. I told him I, I'm waiting for a tow truck, but he, it's kind of still around. And then, of course, you know, that guy ends up attacking her mm-hmm. pretty brutally. Like he goes through the windshield and rips her out and then drags her body. Yeah, wasn't that a really cool shot of, like, the blood? Yeah, the overhead when he's dragging her. Yeah, Um, the snow. I thought that was such a, like, I mean, it's obviously fucked up, but it was, like, a very pretty shot. Yeah. And then, I guess she takes him, he takes her to, like, a factory, like, some warehouse, I guess a band warehouse Uh he has. And I thought she was dead, but then she starts moving. Yeah, and that's brutal. And then there was actually a shot um, in it that kind of reminded me of that movie we worked on, helped uh, Justin with. Uh-huh. Where Evan was the killer, when, uh, okay. when he was selecting the knives, like which knife to use to. Mm-hmm. So I don't thought that was. I don't know if Justin took it from that or that's just a common like. Like horror. That might trope. be just like a common kind of thing. Like I, I, th- I think I've seen that kind of. Yeah, but I, th- like, I just uh, choosing a weapon in movies before. Yeah, I just found that connection interesting, and uh, so he he continues like to kill her then. And she's like, don't kill me, you know, I'm pregnant or whatnot. Uh-huh. You know, as you do. And, uh, yeah, as one would, as one but, does. But he just chops her head off anyway. Right. And then dismantles her. And I guess you see that, like, her wedding ring or engagement ring, like, rolls off. And that becomes a clue later. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I guess he disposes of the body in different places. And some kids come across, I guess, like, an arm or something. I think it was an ear, wasn't an ear. it? Yeah, it was a piece of an ear. So then they're searching in this area. And I'm like, this is the worst crime scene protection <laughs> I've ever seen. Because there's just people and reporters. And then Everywhere. like when they discover her head, like everyone's like running towards the head and they put they yeah. uh, do when this that cop fucking fumbles the box. <laughs> yeah, they put they do the seven and put her head in the box and then uh yeah. They try to get away, and <laughs> he drops the head, and it just rolls on the ground. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like, there's no way this is uh, well kept. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that head lost a lot of evidence. So now, so then you learn that her father was, I guess, was he the retired chief of police or the current chief of police? Yeah, I think he was the retired chief of police. Um, I think. Right. Um, you know, I don't remember because I. I don't know if he was the current and just was on leave because of what happened. Right. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so now... I want to say he was retired. Okay. So now, um, I guess her husband's on the case and she, he's going to search down who did this. And I guess he gets like a list of like four possible suspects or something. Yeah. Right from, I guess, the father. And then he goes to the first one, and it's just some guy who's just whacking it at his computer. Yeah, that's fucking gross. And then he, like, what does he do to him? I forget. He bashes his nuts in with a fucking wrench. Right. And, but, I mean, I know technically I guess he committed some crime, but, like, he, he didn't was a commit sex this offender. crime. <clears throat> so it was like, I mean, I guess he probably deserved it anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're a sex offender, I don't think you should have your genitals. Well, I mean, technically, you could be a sex offender from just pissing in public. Like, I mean, I'm guessing he was an actual. If you're, if you're wanted for like, if you're one of the four people wanted for the murder of a woman who 
his head was cut off. Yeah. I'm no. guessing you're <laughs> you yeah. probably have done some bad things. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm, I'm saying he probably deserved it, but still, it seemed a little weird that like he's just going in without like solid evidence and just bush it but like well he was mad joe yeah this is true and i mean we don't know i mean and i thought it was funny when they showed the porn that he was watching and they had the uh censored yeah uh, yeah but that was pretty funny um so that i think is that the only uh suspect he goes to who's not the actual guy um no he does that one guy who he hits in the back with the bike oh right right right, right. yeah um because I think this is around the time when I started falling asleep the first night I was watching it, so I feel like I'm okay. a little bit shaky here. But I guess he goes to the family of the guy who was the killer, right? Mm-hmm. And they mentioned something about like he has like insurance money or like a payment or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that was about? I feel like I kind of. I think I don't remember what. Um... Was it something to do with he was supposed to get paid or something and the money was sent to the family? Yeah, I don't, that's what I said. I don't know if it was like, did like their mother die and that was like his split of like life insurance or. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Like the mother had passed away and the mother, like the, the family got the money, I think. Yeah, well, actually, I mean, spoiler, you learn that his mother wasn't dead. So I don't know what, because that comes in at the end of the movie. Right. But I'm, I'm guessing it's something to do with, because like I said, we'll get to it at the end. But um, but anyway, it's some kind of payment that was supposed to go to him. So like he gets that money and then he, uh, I guess he learns that he was, he's like a school bus driver for like a local girls school. Yeah, yeah, you think they do some better venting for yeah. the people they hire. So, like, I guess at this point, like, he's kind of <laughs> under the... I forget, doesn't he, like, realize, like, he's maybe under suspicion at this point? And think- <laughs> he's, like, driving all the, the girls home, and he drops them all off except for one. And then, like, he's going to kidnap her, and he's like, well, you, like, you cost me the best job I've ever had or something like that. Uh-huh. So I guess that's why I think, like, he knew that it was coming eventually. Yeah. So, like, he was going to, like, get, you know, one less girl from this job. Uh-huh. And so as he's, like, getting ready to kill her, um, you know, Homeboy shows up. Oh, yeah, he does. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce names, so I'm going to call him Homeboy. Okay. Because um, that's a good name, right? That's like a... What? Does that work for you, Homeboy? Yeah, I'm that fine with that. I don't know if that has – that doesn't have like racist connotations, does it? I don't mean it in that way. I think it does, Joe. Okay, homie? Is that – Like the homies we used to play with? No. I'm just, what's Those the, were racist. I'm just going to call him uh, – Why don't you call him Lee Byung Hun? I, yeah, okay. Lee – Lee is Hung. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> I forget it's, if it's Young Lee Hun or Lee Young Hun, the actor's name. How about um, Korean Neeson? I'll go with Korean Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up and, and like disrupts him from uh, you know killing uh, that girl, and then like I, forget, I know he just kind of kind of fucks him up real bad. And, yeah, he uh, does. And then he leaves her the money, but I guess at this point he like 
made him swallow some kind of capsule that has a tracking device and an audio recording device. Yeah, I don't know how that worked. Yeah, I, um, I guess it must have had like a real. It must have had like a Bose system in it. Right. So then, like, he wakes up. Um, he also breaks his foot in that scene, right? Yeah, he does something. So yeah. and then, like, he. I think he he like leaves him on the side of the road in some like. On like know. a parking garage, right? He, no, I think no, this no, no. Like, he leaves him by no. He leaves him by the. Um, where he found him. Because he wakes up, like, in the dirt, doesn't he? I think so. I See, I don't remember. Is this the time when he goes out and, like, he's in the middle of nowhere and, like, this cab picks him up and, like... No, that's the second time he fucks with him. Because there's the time where he, like, he hits, he fucks his, with his head, like, he hits it against the rock where he, in, like, the, in that, like, plant area. Yeah. And then the guy, he gets, like, better, and then he has that, like, fucked-up fight scene in the cab. Yeah, the cab with the two... Um, the two guys. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying, that he, like, he's in the middle of nowhere, kind of, and he gets picked up... Oh, okay, okay, yeah. ...by the cab, and it's like, some other guy's like, oh, you don't mind sharing? He's like, no. And then you realize that, okay, this guy was probably not the cab driver, and they killed the cab driver. Yeah. So then he ends up killing... Both of them, because right now, for some reason, he's dressed like a soccer player, like he has like a soccer jersey on. Yeah. Uh, no, he didn't have the soccer jersey yet. Did that wasn't that in the back of the the? Oh, it, it could have been. So that, I, that, yeah, that's probably right. So he, I, you know, it's almost like I didn't watch this movie, but I swear, <laughs> I think the <laughs> oh, it's no, that yeah. goddamn crackle. Um, I guess it's like we have trouble with Korean movies. I, yeah, I guess I should have taken notes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, feel, I had trouble with. Um, Parasite. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so at this point he has – he killed the two guys in the taxi cab and then he realizes that there was someone else in the trunk that they had killed. Yeah. So he leaves all the bodies on the side of the road and he takes the cab and he goes to a doctor's office. How right? cool was that scene in the cab though with like the camera like – Yeah. I thought that was such a fucked up scene. Yeah. Because once he shoots – does he shoot one of them? No, he stabs him with the knife. In That's the right. Yeah. So, so he goes to a doctor's office and he gets treated by a doctor. But then I thought it was weird. Like the doctor just leaves, and then he has this opportunity to like rape the nurse. Um, I think he killed the doctor. Did he? I man, I know. Okay. Uh, I, I think the doctor was like behind the his desk, like dead. Uh, so, man, this crackle really screwed me over. <laughs> so. So then he's, like, going to, like, you know, rape the nurse, and he tells her to strip, and uh, Korean Neeson shows up. Yeah. This one, this is one of the, probably, like, the most brutal. Yeah. Because then um, he, you know, they get into a fight, and then he, I think he severs his Achilles tendon, right? Is that what? Yeah. It's at this point he kind of realizes who the guy is. Yeah. Because I think he, I forget why he realizes, because I did something with the... It's because I think he went to um, Chell's, like, house, and he found the ring. I think he see. I think, I think it's later on he realizes that the guy was wearing a wedding ring. But what, didn't he, like, because there's the part where he, he goes to hit him with the, um, what is it called, the scalpel, and he grabs it in his hand. 
And yeah. in his hand, he looks at, I think he sees the ring on his hand. Yeah, he sees and, it then, but he doesn't connect the dots until later, because he has, like, flashbacks. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. He grabs the, the knife and just lets it bleed. Yeah, and then he yeah, beats badass. Like I said, he beats... And at this point, I'm thinking, like, this is almost getting comical, because he just keeps beating them up and letting them go, just yeah. to beat them up again. <laughs> and uh, so, like I said, he cuts his Achilles tendon. And, yeah, that was rough. Um, Did and you then, turn away at that? No, I watched it the whole time. Uh, that's um, my boy. So now he left him alone in the cab again in the parking lot. So uh, he gets off driving, and then I guess he parks on the side of the road, and you, you think he's going to try to like attack like another motorist. Uh-huh. Like he's going to try to set a trap, and then it turns out it's two army vans yeah. <laughs> soldiers. So I guess he like, well, I'm not going to do this plan. So this yeah, is, I thought that was pretty great. He so grabbed this, like a screwdriver out of the glove box, I think, yeah. trying to like attack the people. Because they're like, oh, what do you want, sir? And he's just like staring like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, so at this point, this is when he goes to his, like I said, his uh, friend's or whatever, acquaintance house. And you realize this guy is a cannibal and he's yeah. killing women. And I guess he just has a living girlfriend who's just cool with the lifestyle. I didn't know what was going yeah. on there. I don't think that that was his house. That was just a house that he found. Like he killed the owners. I don't. I'm pretty sure that wasn't his house. Okay, so, but then how did what's his name know to go there? I that's like this whole thing was confusing to me. I don't know. Number one, I don't know if that was his house. I think he just found it. But that wouldn't make sense because um, there was the furnace thing. Yeah. Because that would play to his like needs, right? Yeah. So, I, so maybe I, it was his house. Yeah. So then, like, I so think he, he just found it by happenstance. But it's weird though. Like his like his girlfriend seemed like right or die with him, but she wasn't willing to eat the meat. Like she was eating regular food. Like he was the only one. Yeah. I, I think she was with him, but didn't like partake in the lifestyle. Yeah. So you know they're hanging out. He's eating human meat, and uh, <laughs> he's spending the night there. And then you learn that he has another victim, like, stored away, the cannibal guy that he's going to go kill. But then uh, Korean Neeson shows up to, for him, and he's going to tie him up, and, like, he lets the girl escape, and um, he's, like, tied him up, ready to, like, what is he's like, arms, then legs, then head, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Because that's what he said to the girl. And then... Um, the original killer comes back with a gun and shoots him, and then they kind of get into like uh, shoots at him, and you know he unties him, and you know then there's a chase scene throughout the house, and like he eventually ends up beating up all three of them. Mm-hmm. Did the scene where he? This is one of the most like oh like it bothered me the most is where he steps on the fishing lure. Oh is yeah, yeah. Where he, he threw a bunch out, of them. like where yeah. he's trying to like catch them and like. To outsmart them. Yeah, he throws he out a bunch, like of, fishing bunch of fishing line, line yeah. and Chult steps on it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, that looks like it hurt. No, yeah. Like, everything else, I'm just like, yeah, that's all right. But for some reason, that, because I guess, like, I could feel it happening. Yeah. Like, no one's going to cut my Achilles tendon, mm-hmm. but I could picture myself stepping on a fishing lure. Yeah. So at this point, he beats him in the head. I thought he had killed him at this point. Right, no, he just really hurt him. Yeah, and once again, he just <laughs> lets him go. 
Yeah. Again, and I think this is around the time like he gets calls from uh, his wife's father and sister about like just let it go, like let the cops handle it, uh-huh. like stop doing this, and he doesn't listen to him. Um, no, he should have. Yeah. So at this point, the guy, I guess he gets away. I feel okay. He leaves him again somewhere back at his cab, and uh, I think this is when he starts to put it together. I think he starts to have the flashbacks. Like this guy had a wedding ring. She yes, said, yes. I'm pregnant. And then this is when, like, he starts talking to him. He's like, I know you can hear me. Um, you've messed with the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to, like, make this terrible for you. And at first I thought they were both going to be in the same, like, pharmacy. Uh-huh. Because, you know, because um, the main guy, uh, Korean Neeson, uh-huh. he, he was, like, going to a pharmacy. And then... Um, uh, the other guy, when he's talking to him, he walks into a pharmacy to get, like, gauze and stuff, and he ends up, like, yeah. killing the pharmacist. But it just yeah, happened to be, cool. I guess, two pharmacies that looked exactly alike on different parts yeah. of the town. Because he tells him, like, oh, you're far away. The one thing about hunting is you always want to be close to your prey or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, so he's so at this point, like, he <clears throat> goes to a public bathroom and he shits out the... Uh, yeah, isn't that disgusting? Yeah. Yeah, because this right before this, like, um, the, you know, the husband, like, he went, I guess, he had to get, like, some work done, too, from his injuries from the house fight. So he's talking to, like, another special agent, and they're talking about, like, he, like, even the other guy's telling like, maybe this is the time to stop, and, like, what about the, the tracker? Because I think, actually, he takes him there to get uh, medical attention okay, himself, next, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, but he's passed out. Well, I guess he, maybe he. I don't think he was fully passed out. I think he kind of heard what was going he on. He kind of heard about the tracker. Yeah. Yeah. So then he he goes to the public bathroom. And he shits it out. What's the deal with the bath? The toilets in that bathroom. Did you well, notice I that? Look like I don't remember. They weren't regular toilets. They're like troughs in the floor. Uh, Korean man. Like I, I guess you're supposed to like squat over it. Like it's not a seat. It's just like it honestly looks like a extended urinal that like comes out in like an L shape onto the floor. Yeah, it's probably because of Korea. And then he's just going through his shit, which was kind of gross. Yeah, that was fucking disgusting. And then he puts the tracker in another guy's mouth that he beat. Yeah, out. that that grossed me out. He's like shitty fingers. Yeah. So now he doesn't have the tracker, so he's trying to like. Um, figure out where he can go, so he goes to the his friend in the hospital. Um the other the cannibal guy who's in the hospital. But yeah. he had like police protection it looked like, but then the police were just gone to let like the husband come in and like question him. Yeah, as you do. Yeah. Um because at this same time like the I guess the acting chief of police or the current chief of police is like really trying to catch this guy and um, I guess they hear that he's going to turn himself in, uh-huh. like he had called the police. And then yes. the cannibal guy told him, he's like, well, he's going to try to kill the rest of the family first, and then he'll turn himself in. Uh-huh. So yeah, then, he doesn't stop. That's what he does. Right. So then you see him. He shows up at the father's house. And, yeah, that was a rough one, too. Yeah. Because he does – well, yeah, because he hit the father pretty hard in the face a couple of times. With the weight. Yeah, that, yeah, that one was rough for me, too. 
There were there were a few deaths of this that I'm just like, oh man, that sucks. And then the sister shows up at the house. And I think he kills the sister, right? Because they just show yeah, he her does. body. They find her body. But he doesn't like the father doesn't die. He's just in really bad. Um, I thought he did kill the father. I thought he was still in the hospital with a really like messed up face. You know, I, I don't know. He might not have gotten the chance to. Because I think the husband. Yeah, I think he talks to him, the 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 husband guy. Korean Neeson, I think he talks to them at one point in the hospital after the whole thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And that's another thing, too. Like, at this point, I feel like they would have arrested him also. Right. But they don't, and they have it all set up where this guy's going to turn himself in, and he gets out in the middle of the street, and he's going to turn himself in, and then our hero... Korean Neeson. Yeah, Korean Neeson rips off the... uses a barrier to rip off the door of the the driver's side (laughs) door. And then he drives in the middle of traffic and scoops him yeah, up from the police. Crazy. And then takes him off. A bit uh, unrealistic. Yeah. And then he brings him to another, like, abandoned factory. He has them all set up with, like... Well, that was actually Charles' uh, house. Oh, like, it was? Where he where he was killing people. Oh, okay. Um, so he brings him there, and he has them all set up in, like, like he's bent over like a log or something like that with his head sticking out. And he, basically he's telling him, he's like, I, I'm not going to kill you until you are as scared and frightened as my wife was when you killed her. Yeah. And he's like, you'll never get me to that place. Like, he's mm-hmm. like that's my, that's your problem. I, I'm never scared. I'm never frightened or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you see him just leave him in that position and he walks out. And then you see a taxi come up, and it's two older people and, like, a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. Who so you, you, you did meet earlier on in the movie. He was, like, playing soccer. Okay. So then it turns out that that's his parents and, I guess, his son? Yeah. And you then learn that the door is rigged on, like, a guillotine-type yeah. deal. And they're trying to open the door, and he's yelling, no, don't open the door, don't open the right. door. And then they get the door open. if they open it, it will cut his head off. And they do open the door, and his head is chopped off, and it rolls on the floor, but they all scream. He, if he lets go of the thing, it will chop his own head off. Yeah. But if they open the door, it will chop his head off, so it's just like, it's just a matter of, if he kills himself, they won't be responsible. Right. But if they open the door, they'll be responsible. So it's I guess he's trying to decide if he wants them to be responsible or him. Right. But yep, in the end, he lets go. Door opens. They see it. His head rolls away. Yeah. <laughs> they all scream. And then uh, Liam Neeson, Korean Neeson, is walking down the road and starts crying. Yeah. And that's kind of the end of the movie. Yeah. Pretty rough. Yep. Like I said, I, I thought it was okay. I don't think I ever need to see it again, especially if I have to watch commercials with it. Right. Um, but like I said... Like, I, th- I just think it's a good movie. Mm. Like, it's well shot. I mean, I, I, I mean I'm, I'm me. Yeah. So it's, I really like this movie. It's definitely well shot, and obviously the uh, special effects are really well done because everything right. is very real. Mm-hmm. But I, like I said, I think the plot is very weak. And, like, you don't really learn that much about these characters. They just kind of right already exist, and you don't really know what's going on. Right. 
And I think it's not it's not the most in depth revenge movie. Like you we we watched Dead Man's Shoes, right? I did not watch the whole thing. I think I only watched the beginning. Okay. I mean I think that's a better written revenge mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Like there's a lot more going on in that movie. Um there are better revenge movies. This is just a very like hyper violent uh, yeah. revenge movie. Yeah, that it was. It was very But you do, I, I wanted to ask, do you think that it was like if he, do you think he cared about them? Like if it was like if he lets go of it, he'll be responsible for his own death. But if they open it, they'll be responsible. Like they'll, do you think they would know? Do you think they would find out that they were responsible for it and he didn't want them to be? Um, I don't know. I didn't really think about it that way. I uh-huh. just thought. Like, I mean, once he let go, they would have opened the door anyway. They would have saw it. Right. So, I don't, I think, I think it was already too late. Like, I think if he wanted to spare them, he would have done it before they even got there. I also think maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was just that they couldn't open the door because it was attached to his teeth. Yeah, I think, but I think like you said, if he let go of it, it would have killed him. Like, I think uh, yeah. I don't know if it was that. It, it, but I think would he would he would have to have made that choice earlier on before they got there, because at that point when they try to open their door, that's what's stopping them from opening the door. Because it was attached to his teeth, right? Yeah, I guess I guess it's still a matter of who if he wants them to be responsible or him. Yeah, which I mean is kind of messed up because then you put it on. Yeah, his son I guess he got, and, I mean, he got his fucking revenge. Yeah, but that's what, like, kind of what we were talking about. When you start putting it on to other people who don't necessarily deserve it, then right. it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was mad. That's like, are you, you, you've never watched Sons of Anarchy, right? Um, I, I've seen a good deal of it through, like, videos and, like, who, or what death are you talking about? Well, do you plan on ever, it's like... The I do end not. of the show, so it's like a major spoiler. Go ahead. Um, the main character, Jax, he ends up killing himself. Yeah, yeah, right into the truck. Yeah, and he does it the same way his father died. But like, yeah, how, like, Mackey's the truck driver. Yeah, but how messed up that is! Like, you're gonna make your suicide ruin another person's life because they're the one right. who actually killed you. Right. Well, because he drove into him, right? He, yeah. Like. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. If I was that truck driver, I'd feel bad, but I I wouldn't feel responsible. You wouldn't feel responsible, but it's also like, I mean, sometimes you can't control that. You know what I mean? Like right, that can right. still scar someone. Like the fact of just seeing that can cause PTSD. Oh yeah, tremendous like PTSD. Yeah. But yeah, so I think Parasite was better. Yeah, that that was a better movie. Blue Ruin, I think, was a better revenge movie. Um, I disagree. It was a better movie. I disagree. The story was better. Um, it had more to it, but I, I still think this is a better movie. Agree to disagree. It's funny. I was watching um, uh, Luck, uh, Logan Lucky the other day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. I was just thinking about that movie the other day. I really I, like that movie. I forgot that guy is in it. 
um, the guy from Blue Ruin and from uh, Florida Project? Uh, which guy? Oh, um, I don't Blair, know. right? Yeah, Blair. Yeah. yeah, he was like one of the FBI agents. With uh, He was What's-Her-Name's uh, partner. Um, and Logan Lucky. Yeah. Remember, what's, uh, she's like a fairly – she was a million-dollar baby. What's her name? Hillary Swank. Remember she shows up towards the end? Oh, really? That's she's funny. the FBI agent and her like partner is that guy, Blair, whatever his name is. Uh, Macon Blair. Macon Blair, yeah. Macon Blair. So like with that part when they're interviewing um, Seth MacFarlane when he's in bed. Seth MacFarlane? You remember Seth MacFarlane's in Logan Lucky? No, is he really? I don't he was the uh, like energy drink millionaire, billionaire who oh, was like yeah, sponsoring that's the, right, that's right. That's the race car. He was like English, like he had an English accent. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, what's his name, uh, Seth. Uh, Myers. Oh no, not Seth Myers. Seth McFarland. Yeah. Yes. Different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. We're at an hour and a half, so I think that that about does it, right? I guess so. Yeah. We haven't. We don't have to talk about movies for next week because there won't be any movies for next week. No. Probably not. No. But uh, we're we'll, we're still gonna be. You should watch. That's all that. Yeah, matters. we'll still we'll still be. You should watch. We'll be something. Yeah, we're in a new part, a new phase of life because Chris is a father now, so. Yeah. Change, change things up. Yeah. Thank and flicker. Yeah, we need to try to uh, generate some money here so you can have something to leave to your... Yeah. <laughs> your yeah, she can't just be left with action figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the will reading. Uh. <laughs> you get the Michael Myers collection. All the NECA figures go to... All of the NECA figures go to Ella Hurdle. Oh, man, this Baby, is... A, thank you. This is a 60-page will and 50 of them are all action figures. <laughs> <laughs> this is a burden. <laughs> it's action figures and old band t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's just action figures and boxes for action figures. <laughs> <laughs> and records. Who listens to records anymore? <laughs> God, it's just boxes of DVDs. <laughs> Why are there six copies of The Crow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many different times do you own The Crow? You know, I only have it twice. Alright, what's the movie you think you own in the most different ways? Evil Dead. I have Evil Dead, I think. No, it might be... It's either Evil Dead or Zombie. I have Evil Dead... Well, I don't even have all my Evil Deads here. I have... <laughs> I think I have Evil Dead five times. And we're not talking about, like, you know, the remake and the original? No, is... no it's it's all the, the original movie. I have, I think, two on, two on Blu-ray... The one regular DVD, uh, <clears throat> one super special edition, one uh, special edition where it's the Book of the Dead, and one oh, and one just like a regular Blu-ray version. 
Do you have a VHS? So wait, no. I have two Blu-rays of it. One was just the regular. One was the super special Blu-ray. Uh-huh. One's the DVD of it, the regular DVD. One's the super special DVD version of it. And one's the Book of the Dead DVD version of it. So I have it five times. That's unnecessary. It, eh, you know, I don't think so. That's perverse. <laughs> That's perverse. <laughs> I have evil. How many times do I have zombie? I have a zombie. I was trying to collect all of the zombies. I have, actually, let me see. I got all the zombies. It's funny, I don't think I have, I mean, I have things on DVD and Blu-ray, mm-hmm. but I don't think I have multiple copies of it in the same format. Right. I have. I only have Zombie four times. I have... Give me a tick. I have the Blu-ray. I have the 25th Anniversary Edition. I have the Blue Underground version. And I have the Anchor Bay version. Do you have any of it? Do you have it on VHS? No, I was going to buy it on VHS though. Actually, I think the only thing I might have two Blu-rays of is Fargo. Okay. Because I bought, I had had Fargo on Blu-ray, and then I got a like Coen Brothers like um, multi-pack. Okay. That had like four Blu-rays in it. And one of them was far because I didn't have the other three, so it was right. cheaper to buy the four pack with the three movies, and it would have been to buy the three separate. Uh huh. So then I have an extra copy of Fargo, which I might have given to you. Now that I think of it, you may have because I don't think I have it, but I remember at one point having two Fargos on Blu-ray. No, I, I don't think you did because somebody gave. I bought the. DVD of Fargo. No, it's the Blu-ray. Uh, the Blu-ray of Fargo, rather. Oh. oh, you know what you should watch? Um, because they're, the new movie's coming out, you should watch the original Candyman. Yeah. I think you'd really like it. Oh, here's a, here's a question for you. Go for it. When I got that Shudder thing, there's a, a some kind of character from some movie on the homepage. He's all uh, made of teeth. What is that? Wait, what? It's a body that was all made of teeth. Oh, I have no idea. Teeth, man. <laughs> Let me look this up. Because it was unsettling and I did not like it. It was on like the main page when he opened Shutter. Teeth, man. I think it was teeth. It looked like teeth. Oh, you are really digitizing. I, you are breaking up real bad. Oh, I am. Hold on. I think it was my Wi-Fi because that's not. I'm trying to load Teeth Man. It's called Channel Zero. Okay, I thought it might have been from that because it left it. 
Michael's from Revenge. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Google Channel Zero Teeth, because it is... That's a good show. I heard watching that. Did you see the Teeth Man, then? Did not see the Teeth Man. Yeah, I did see the Jackie Man. That's cool looking, though. If anyone's listening to this, Google uh, Channel Zero Teeth. Let me look up the jangly. I think his name's a jangly man. Uh, Channel Zero. Uh, is that his name? Uh, what the fuck is it? Jangly man. The Jangly Man's really cool. <coughs> Channel Zero is really cool. I just sent you a, the Google image search for Teeth Man. It is. Yeah, I, I saw him. Yeah, not a fan. Well, I guess uh, once again we rambled on the end of this podcast here. Yeah, that's fine. No, not Jangly Man. What the hell is this fucker's name? Django. Jangly Man from um, Stupid. Stories in the dark. Bojangle from uh, the chicken from Green Mile, the rat, <laughs> Mister Bojangles. Zero. Uh, child. Now I need to waste everybody's time. To look this up. Yeah, this is because you're digitizing. So I'm just gonna say. You're digitizing. Hit the song. I didn't like this. I want to go home.